Welcome to Jesus Listens Stories of Prayer. I'm Susie McIntyre Eaton, and I'm so excited to share this conversation with you today. Have you ever noticed how we compare ourselves to others? Maybe it's overtly, or maybe it just happens without us realizing it. Well, today I'm speaking with the head of faith-based partnerships at Facebook, international speaker, and minister, Nona Jones. She shares how we can reject the lie that we aren't good enough and live confidently in who God made us to be. Welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so (laughs) glad to be here. (laughs) Well, you've been such a good friend to our Jesus Calling family, appearing on our podcast and Jesus Calling Stories of Faith video series. But I'd love for our viewers to know you just a little bit better. Can you share some about the journey that brought you to where you are now and what's going on in your world today? I am a statistically improbable product of God's grace. Um, I think for those who may have heard my story previously, you know that um, my childhood had had some dysfunction in it, some uh, adverse experiences, some trauma. Um, didn't grow up in a Christian home, but uh, thankfully at the age of 11, I uh, had a classmate in the sixth grade invite me to this thing called church, which I had never heard about. I thought it was going to be a game or something we were going to play at our house, um, but just felt so loved and, and wanted in that uh, church context. And that really started my trajectory um, on the path that I am today and uh, just really fell in love with the Lord um, at the age of 17, discovered that I was called to uh, to preach and to teach the Bible and uh, got uh, accepted into uh, the University of Florida, full scholarship. And after that, uh, went into corporate America. And so I've pretty much lived a bivocational life. You know, I've, I've been in ministry as well as working uh, professionally my entire career and I'm married to my husband, who's a pastor of our local church. We've got two boys, 12 and nine. I mean, would you kind of say comparison is a little bit of a, a, a judgment call in our, our mind, too? I mean, when we compare ourselves, we're judging. We're judging ourselves. Do I meet up to this? Does that person meet up to you know, certain qualifications. Oh yeah. That's 100% what it is. Um, comparison is essentially what we do when we use somebody else as the benchmark for our own worthiness, where, uh, we essentially use someone else's accomplishments or maybe their, I don't know, relational status, their academic credentials, their, uh, financial status, their physical appearance. We use all of these external markers as an assessment of our own worthiness. And we determine whether or not we're better off or worse off, uh, depending on where we measure up against them. And it's certainly not good to do. Um, Obviously, the Bible speaks against comparing ourselves against ourselves as not wise, but I think we do it naturally because, uh, you know, we see other people. (laughs) And so uh, it's really our, our vision that can lead us to comparing ourselves with other people. Right, right. I I know that I uh, continually do it all the time. And um, I don't know if your husband's like mine, but mine will say, honey, you are the most gorgeous person in the world. And uh, and it it resonates with me. Uh, It almost makes me like want to crawl in a hole because I don't think that. Yeah, I don't think it. And and no matter how much people tell us or how much God tells us that we are loved and we're beautiful and he treasures us, 
it's those underlying themes in our lives that have stamped us. And it's so hard to get out of that. What would you tell a young lady that, that just, you know, she tries to be beautiful. She tries to be there, but she compares herself to her friends and the girls at school. And this darkness is just on her. She can't see herself as, as God does. Well, let me first say that uh, you, you hit the nail on the head. The truth is, it isn't what we know in our head that causes insecurity. It's what we believe in our heart. And those are two very different things. You know, we can memorize the scriptures about being fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, you're a royal priesthood, peculiar people, and how much we are loved. And, and we can memorize those scriptures and still feel like we don't measure up. I started to do this internal investigation. And what I realized is that somehow, somewhere along the line, as, as the Lord began to bless me, um, I began to secure my identity to the speaking invitations. I began to secure my identity to the platforms. And in that moment, the insight that I had is that insecurity is not about self-esteem. Like we think, well, if you just thought better of yourself, right. if you just memorize those scriptures, if you just repeat these affirmations, then you'll be secure. But insecurity isn't about self-esteem. Insecurity is a question of what your identity is secured to. Right. And so if your identity is secured to something that is unstable, something that is subject to people's approval or not, Mm -hmm. um, something that, you know, maybe depreciates in value over time, you're going to become insecure. And so to that young lady, I say all of that to say this to that young lady or that woman or man who's struggling with feeling like you don't measure up. The question you have to ask yourself is, what is my identity secure to? What Mm -hmm. is that I am deriving value from? And is it something that is subject to other people's approval? Is it something that can diminish over time? And if it is, that is an insecure foundation, which is why we have to return our identity. We have to secure our identity to the only secure foundation that exists. And that is who God says we are. That's awesome. I can see why you why you are used by God to go and speak in front of people and encourage them in in this topic because you know and I think that was the greatest gift of COVID was to slow people like us who get that identity for me for being a singer Mm-hmm. And I've done the same thing. How come I'm not at that concert? Mm-hmm. How come they didn't have, they've never invited me to be there. And, um, you know, it slowed us down and reminded us, is our identity in what we do or is it in who God says we are Amen. and uh, how he made us and formed us? That's, that's, that's awesome. Now you, uh, would you tell me about the four R's that you live by to maintain healthy beliefs about yourself? Sure. Well, I I will first say this, um, you know, freedom from insecurity is not a one and done thing. Right. Sometimes we expect that we can just go and pray and that it's like, all right, now I'm secure. No, it's something that because we are human beings and because we are a spirit that is wrapped in frail flesh, we're going to have to daily go before God. We're going to have to daily acknowledge um, that there are things that will trigger our flesh. They'll trigger our insecurity. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the first things that I think that we have to do is we have to be committed to reflecting um, on what's triggering our insecurity. 
You know, sometimes we'll we'll deny, we'll deny yeah. it. Like, oh no, I'm fine, everything's okay. But we just saw somebody succeed and we feel like a failure. Like, yeah. why does it matter that they did this thing and I wasn't invited or I was overlooked? So take a moment to just reflect and allow allow yourself to really acknowledge what you're feeling and what you're thinking. Um, and then I do think that once you get there, it's time to begin to replace those lies. Because once you get underneath the hood of what triggers our insecurity, it's usually because there's a lie there. There's a lie that has replaced that's telling us, oh, you'll never be good enough. Um, you'll never be pretty enough. You'll never be desired. You'll never succeed. We have to begin to replace that with the only source of truth that exists. And that's the word of God. It's yeah. the word of God. And we have to begin to, I think, study the word of God for ourselves and really understand what is it that God is speaking to me about me in this situation and, and, re and replace those lies and then recite the word of God <laughs> over yourself. Recite the word of God daily. And, and you can create your own, um, you can create your own statement of faith from what God is showing you through his word about your situation. And so if for some reason you do feel like you don't measure up because you're not pretty enough or you're not wealthy enough, you're not powerful enough. Um, well, the reality is that in God, we lack nothing. In God, we lack nothing. And so we can take that as, as an affirmation of truth. It's like, I lack nothing in Christ and therefore I will not allow the lie that I am insufficient or inadequate to occupy my mental space because it's not true. Um, and then from there, uh, we have the opportunity after we recite the word of God uh, over ourselves, we can continue to just recall the truth day in and day out because we're going to be triggered. It's just, it's going to happen. We're going to be triggered, but you always recall the truth that you've studied and the truth that you've internalized. And it helps you to stay focused uh, on what God is calling you to instead of the, the thing that triggered your insecurity. Right. Awesome. That's awesome. Thank you, Nona, so much for being with us today. Your words have, um, have been a refreshment and your smile. Thank you so much for being here. Would you mind closing us in prayer? I would love to. I would love to. Thank you so much. Father, we are always so honored, so privileged to get to come before you with prayer. Um, the fact, Lord, that you see and know us in ways that we don't even see and know ourselves um, is just such a gift. Father, I pray for anyone watching right now and listening to this, God, that uh, is having difficulty in their life, accepting your perfect will for them. Maybe they're seeing another person achieve what's in their heart, and uh, maybe they're just feeling like they're never going to be good enough. Father, I pray that you would give them comfort, give them comfort in their heart to know that there's nothing more that they could ever do to make you love them any more than you already do. Father, I pray, Lord, that you will help us all to just live in the abundance of your love. Father, I thank you for who you are to us. And I thank you for grounding our identity in the truth that we are loved and we are wanted. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Glorious God, your word teaches that I am being transformed into your image from glory to glory. I find this verse both comforting and thrilling. I'm grateful that your spirit is orchestrating this massive work in me. When I face difficulties in my life, I don't want to waste those challenging circumstances. Instead, I can invite you to use them to transform me more and more into your likeness. 
This may be a painful process, but I know that your wisdom, ways, and will are perfect. I need to be willing to suffer with you so I may also be glorified with you. Even though my troubles sometimes seem heavy and endless, I realize they're just light and momentary compared to the eternal glory they are achieving for me. I'm learning to thank you for my hard times and praise you for ongoing troubles, regardless of how I'm feeling. I want to glorify you by always giving thanks, even in the midst of adversity, because of who you are and all that you've done for me. Moreover, a thankful attitude helps me make progress in my transformation from glory to glory. In your beautiful name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God bless you and thank you so much. We're so glad you joined us today for this episode of Jesus Listens Stories of Prayer. We'll be back soon with another guest, another story. But until then, please remember Jesus hears you, He cares for you, and He's just a prayer away. Thank you for honoring us with your time today. I'm Susie McIntyre Eaton, and I'll see you next time on Jesus Listens Stories of Prayer. Be sure to follow us on social media and on the Jesus Calling podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts so that you can keep up with our weekly audio episodes and special monthly series like this one. And be sure to subscribe to the Jesus Calling channel on YouTube, where you'll find the video version of this interview. Thanks for listening.